Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody, uh, that What's was the up? wrong intro, but oh well. <laughs> What's the going on? Have claimed another victim. Yeah, our, our correct intro. How's it going, man? It's it's going man, pretty good, man. Since the last time we spoke, uh, it's been really, really busy. And uh, it has. You, you've been busy. I've been busy, and, and uh, it feels like this last week or two might be slowing down. Maybe not because it's just going to get all pushed back to to the to the next year. Uh, but man, I'm really excited because we got uh, a, a group of really great creators to talk about some really cool comics we got some stuff to talk about a little bit about our stuff but before we get out of the way I, I do want to do something a little bit different i know i didn't tell you this before um but let's do our little our let's 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 drop our little uh our little uh thing here that are or that we are affiliates on let's do our affiliate links and all that stuff before so we can get have enough time to talk about all this cool stuff that mm -hmm. we're going to talk about with all these creators here so um as you guys know, me and Ben are huge, huge advocates for comic books and, and the way they are shipped to you guys. So big, big, huge thing here. We are a, an official partner of Gemini Mailing Supply. So head on over to GeminiComicSupply.com and at checkout, type in Geek Collective 10 to get yourself 10% off. Um, it's, it's really, really huge because I know um, this has saved a few hundred dollars from some creators that I know recently. And we, we had a couple of friends on that said that they use this every single time that they go to ship. So if you guys are using uh, Gemini mailers and you want 10% off, use geek collective 10 at checkout and you'll get a really great discount, especially if you're dropping, you know, a few hundred dollars, a few thousand dollars mm -hmm. on some, on some, some, uh, some stuff, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it does you pretty good to, to get this out. So I just wanted to get that out of the way before we jump in um, and with all these other creators. <clears throat> absolutely yeah like i always say every week it takes way too long to draw these things to have them show up uh getting beat up so awesome definitely want to check that out <clears throat> fantastic fantastic so i i know we uh do a lot more we talk a little bit more about uh, some other stuff but i want we have a, a handful of creators because we got 
um, tons of creators to talk to us about holiday spirits. You guys know holiday spirits is a really great anthology done by Travis Gibbs. So he's uh, offered up a grip of his really great creators that have stories in this, uh, in this book. So we want to get uh, over to them and talk to them a little bit. So absolutely. And please we introduce everyone. We have Daniel Calvin. Hey guys. We have Jerome. Hi. Mario and Mark. Marcus, how's it going, everybody? Thanks for coming on. Jack. Thanks for having us. Everybody at once. <laughs> how's it going, guys? <laughs> um, Marcus, on nice to see you, man. A long time yeah, no see. You too. Yeah, it's uh, been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. So I want to talk to you guys a little bit about. Uh, uh, this is the Jerome. You've been on this one a little bit longer than all the other guys. So, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go to yeah. you because you're because we're gonna we're gonna put you in the hot seat, man. So this is which one is this one? This is the third one, right? This is the third volume. Tell us a little bit about Holiday Spirits and how this got, one got kicked off. Well, actually, uh, this is a, an idea that I came up with uh, while we're working on um, a little book called uh, Cthulhu Invades Haas. <laughs> when we, work, we, we were doing that one, I was uh, putting the final touch on the lettering and the design of the book. And, uh, well, it was the holiday season. And uh, came up with this ID, talked about it with uh, Travis, and he said, "Yeah, sure, go ahead, man. Start start this thing and uh, contact the people that you want in, <clears throat> and uh, we'll do it under the Orange Cone uh, umbrella." So, so that that's uh, how it started, and uh, so we did the first one, and uh, it went well, uh, and so on. Now we're on the third one. Very cool. I love to see a good Christmas comic. I know it's not the most popular time to launch, but uh, it's always been kind of one of my favorite times of year to read stuff, especially holiday themed stuff. So uh, really cool to see this. Yeah, and it's a it's a tough one to nail because uh, well, there's a very a very tiny window to, to to put these these books out, and uh, yeah, it, it's a tough one, but uh, it's a fun one to do, mm-hmm. and people That's seem neat. to enjoy it a lot so far. So. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, tell us about some about the stories that are uh, that we can find in Volume Three here. Well, each for for each volumes, I, I try to 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 reach out to different creators to have very uh, well because there's so much talented creators out there, and uh, I want to to bring to bring in a, as much as I can. So, and um, <clears throat> at, at core, I'm a letterer, so I'm. I, I'm not an editor and I will never be an editor. So the way that I approach things is uh, I contact the, the, the creators and I say, do you want to, to write a horror story about uh, Christmas? And they said, yeah, go ahead. And uh, they, they, they're pretty much uh, free to, to tell the story that they want. Mm-hmm. So in the end, we have lots of stuff. We have uh, some uh, zombie stories. We have some uh, vampire stories. We have... Uh, Evil elves. Uh, we have uh, the Yule Cat story that uh, Markison did, and uh, we have um, uh, da- Daniel did um, more a uh, Jewish traditional story uh, about uh, Booba. Uh, and uh, well, w- the range is very larger. So very cool yeah i'm looking at some of these uh some of this artwork is fantastic uh, i really love this this is classic yeah, this one is there's a vintage style in this one that i i really like this one 
Cool. So you guys have been up for a few days now, um, doing pretty well, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ways to go, but uh, it's Christmas. It's uh, time for miracles. Not that we need a miracle, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That, that line from Die Hard just popped into my head <laughs> uncontrollably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really cool stuff. So it's off to a great start and uh, it's a great looking book. So a few people in the chat here. Maddie Christmas says, hey, y'all. How's it going, Maddie? Um, Alan, Alan Dunford's yeah. here. Matt, Matt, Matthew is part of the book as well. Very cool. Okay. Um, so, guys, if any of you want to tell me a little bit about, tease a little bit about your individual stories and uh, what we can find there and maybe direct me to scroll to, to the right one if you if you have some pages up here on the campaign page. Um, we'd love to hear more about that. Cool. Yeah, not go. I'm going to go. 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 <laughs> your yeah. eyes are moving. Your eyes Waiting are dark. direction. We're going to call you, man, if your eyes are moving around. So, no. <laughs> I raised his hand, so. Okay. Uh, Daniel, yeah, how about we we'll start with you, man? Well, he came raised his oh. hand first. Oh, I, I couldn't see. The, the way this Don't has it, I can never get the thumbnails big enough to see um, everybody at once, even if I adjust the window. But, yeah, we'll go. Mario, if you're... Whoever had their hand up first, they can go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Mario Candelaria here. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> yeah. First off, I want to thank you guys for letting me be a part of this book. This is really cool. Um, you know, uh, my friend Basco uh, Gia, Giacchini, I cannot pronounce his last name. Uh, we, uh, you know, we got together on this when we saw it was putting together. And we're like, hey, let's go back to the old country. Or for him, it's his current country because he's in Italy. But we wanted to do a story of La Befana which is a traditional Italian folklore about a, uh, a Christmas witch who visits the children, uh, I think like around like January 5th. Um, but yeah, it's just something that we haven't really seen uh, represented that much, at least in American folklore. So we wanted to get in there and, you know, it's already custom built for horror, I feel, but witch visits mm -hmm. your home. So we wanted to do this, yeah, just, you know, pay tribute to the story. I feel like there's a handful of like, like uh, uh cultures out there that has something that that's like similar to this like where like yeah. prior to christmas time there's something mm -hmm. that comes and like like wants to scold the kids and make sure that they they stay you know in line and are like scares the real the, the living shit out of them right so it's like oh yeah like we got this one we got the uh what else krampus there's all there's like so so many different things that that are that are kind of i've never really like thought christmas to be one of those creepy times of of the year right but i guess it, i guess it kind of i guess it can i think people used to tell ghost stories at christmas didn't they that was yeah. i mean it's oh, probably a like, yeah. like the pagan roots back in the day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and yeah uh we were talking to me my wife were talking about the other day we were like oh look uh, all because you know around this time and if you're like scrolling through tiktok all that stuff comes up all the pagan stuff and, and roots and everything that comes up and how everything it's it's really cool to kind of look back on some of this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely my favorite time of the year, holiday wise. So um, I I would love to see all the all the new stuff that comes out. And it's cool seeing, especially like you said, when you're scrolling through TikTok or YouTube Shorts, you see all this new stuff you never knew about. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. it's obviously really good fuel for uh, some awesome stories. I always love when the uh, the holiday merges with horror. There's something about that that just is really interesting, you know, because yeah. it's a happy time of the year. Mm -hmm. You're getting Halloween, you know, yeah. and holidays like Christmas yeah. merge together. And that's always kind of um, unexpected and fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really works. Absolutely. 
Marcus and also uh, dabbled another folklore, uh, folk folk story uh, in this book as well. So in this book, that that's the thing that uh, I really like. Um, that that I think that I wanted to do with the other two, but um, I think we reached it uh, very more uh, in this one is to have stories based in different folklores. Mm-hmm. much more than just Krampus yeah. because everybody loves Krampus but that's yeah. the one that everybody knows but uh, yeah Mario told about, about uh, uh, the story from uh, from the Italian folklore and this one uh, Marcuson uh, well he's going to talk about it but uh, it's about the Yule cat um, so yeah go ahead Marcus. <laughs> yeah yeah no uh, I, and I really appreciate you uh, drum asked me to, to to do this anthology I, I started the first comic story I ever did was a an anthology story for an Irish anthology called lightning strike and I did a horror story for that and it featured a cat it was a it was something I just created myself so when you asked me to do this I'm like I'm I think I'm only going to do cats and horror because I love horror <laughs> so much so if anybody asked me to do horror it's going to have kitties in it hey listen I uh, cats scare the living shit out of me and I feel like they are going to take my soul so yeah it's perfect <laughs> well, there's a reason the Pope banned those back in the dark ages <laughs> and the cats right? had evil in them right <laughs> it's a good thing I let the cats out of here otherwise they'd be up here on screen trying to host the show oh, mine too are. mine too yeah but now they're out there you don't know what they're doing they're always plotting to take my soul. That's yeah, yeah. They're waiting for you to come out. Uh, but my story is based on the Yule Cat. It's called Blue is the Night. Um, it's an Icelandic uh, folklore. Um, my story is that, but it has more of a sinister twist to it. I think that I, I haven't seen it for this particular story. Um, according to legend, uh, the Yule Cat is this monstrous kaiju cat that appears on Christmas Eve to eat kids who haven't received any new clothes. So it's a story that was told to motivate kids to work hard because in Icelandic tradition, children who do their chores get new clothes as a reward. Lazy kids who don't do chores risk the wrath of the Yule cat. So, um, so that's based on that. And um, I had just had this story in my head, I don't know, for a couple of years. And uh, I created it with my buddy, uh, Greg Miller. Uh, he's uh, an illustrator for a lot of TV shows that you may have heard of, uh, The Hospital, Metalocalypse. Um, he's done work on Marvel's Loki, uh, Mortal Kombat, uh, Midnight Gospel. So he's been real busy, and uh, you know we've been friends for a number of years, and I always just wanted to do a story with him. And then uh, he finally had some time to, uh, to work on it uh, earlier this year. So... Um, and we did it, and now we actually might spin it off into something else because I feel like I can do more with the characters after, which is if you're a writer or even an illustrator, you know how that goes sometimes. Like you have a good idea and then you just want to do more. You keep thinking of the backstory and, and where the characters might go from there or what happened prior to that. So it's it was fun to do this one. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it looks and, awesome. And if everybody is watching, uh, we got Charlie McKelvey in the house. Hey, Charlie. <laughs> hey, oh my God. There's like a bunch of my favorite people right here. I love it. This is awesome. <laughs> and, and, and the guys from uh, from Holiday Spirits is here too. I'm just kidding. Jérôme, bonsoir, monsieur. How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Good. 
So, so we're just talking about uh, holiday spirits and uh, talk about each each different story here. Um, Daniel, can you give us a little bit of background on your story in this in this anthology? So here's the thing about Jewish folklore: we don't have that many. But I know of horror stories, especially around this time of year, because remember Hanukkah is not actually a major holiday. So I had to start thinking in my mind. I had pitched one idea to Jerome, who again, thank you for inviting me on to do this thing. And I was like, the idea was like with was darker story than it. I was thinking of some other ideas just in case, because you know. And the idea of Bubby is home alone started me giggling with like glee because well, what's a Bubby? A Bubby is basically used for grandmother. Hmm. Um. So, uh, to myself, what if we put a Jewish grandmother in the role of the kid of Kevin McAllister? Okay, I love that. That's a solid. That's a solid logline there. Yeah. And and what it happened to surprise the poor burglar that really underestimates how deadly an old Jewish woman can be. <laughs> that's genius. I love Especially that. Especially with hot oil. <laughs> oh. And you notice she's making latkes. That yeah. Picture. And I was reading my Cthulhu Invades Wonderland uh, compatriot Damon Horn to do the art, and um, we got some. Let's just say this burglar is in for some very rude awakenings and pain. Nice. So I have one of the more humorous stories in this. It's all it's still horrifying because this guy could go through hell, but it's it's basically a really funny story about don't underestimate the old Jewish woman; she'll kick your butt. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't want to stop the latkes from getting made. That is one of my favorite. <laughs> In fact, our holiday party, one of our dishes was saved. We had uh, potatoes cut, but we didn't have enough eggs. And our chickens came through mid-afternoon, which is not usual for them. Laid two eggs, is exactly what we needed, and uh, saved the latkes. Oh wow! We just made latkes uh, tonight because my mom had COVID during Hanukkah. Oh, so wow. this is our belated latkes was tonight. <laughs> nice. Oh man, that's funny. Uh, nature, right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, it's also just a really just an interesting story to write. Like it's, it's not, as I said, there's not that many Jewish horror things in general. Like we have the Dybbuk, but that's not really can useful for a Hanukkah story. Mm-hmm. We have the Golem, which was my actually my first idea to do snow golems, but mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. been done. Mm-hmm. So this is how what I came up with. But like, there's also. Um, because I didn't want to retread, like, say, Herschel and the Hanukkah Goblins, because not only has it been done, that's an award-winning children's book. So mm. I don't, I can't top that. No, I think this is a, this is a, like, right there. Uh, yeah. Grandmother versus uh, the Burglars Owl Home Alone is totally works. Oh, it's, it's just really yeah. fun. And uh, Jerome actually let me add an extra, like, page or so, because we hit for pacing and it worked mm. well. Very cool. For, and what other stories do we have on here? Well, there's a um, there's another one by uh, like I said, there there's stories from different cultures. Uh, Matt Kunt is uh, actually um, uh, from uh, uh, Greek. He's Greek, uh, so he told a story uh, from uh, Greek mythology, which is uh, not sure how I can pronounce that, but it's the Kali Kantzaroi. It's actually. Uh, Supposedly, when some children are born on uh, on Christmas night, they may become some kind of demons. So oh. wow. there's a whole process that has to be done. Or so yeah, it's about that uh, <laughs> that weird story. So <laughs> that same old trope. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, we got all sorts of stories. We're like uh, Daniel's one is more humorous, and uh, it, it's funny because he, well, you you really get the Home Alone vibe, but uh, there's some others that are more uh, gore or. Uh, and uh, yeah, we touch very different kind of, of vibes and very different genres. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> all sorts, of, all, all sorts of styles. Very cool. So I, I've got a question, and and this is this is uh, uh, my thing is right marketing, right? So I always have to come up with the marketing questions and and find out what you guys are doing differently, right? So here's the 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 easiest question. Uh, since this is the the third one, how how do you guys feel? How do you feel, Jerome, from from the first one till now? Different a difference in the marketing. Do you think that there it is a difference in the marketing? Have you done better, worse? What have you guys done differently? Uh, we done well. No, we didn't change much uh, from what we were doing the first ones. Um, well. The, the major thing for this one actually is like it's the page count because this one is like almost 50 page more than the previous two but oh. uh marketing wise there's no there, there's we we got the, the same strategy and how do you what what was the strategy you guys used <laughs> well, <laughs> well uh well basically uh we just well what what strategy what what do you uh I, I stumped them so okay they just said this. they just said fuck it and just do whatever <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> it's a hard question because it sounds like the answer should be a football play like we do a you know do a quarterback sweep it's mario and a sexy leopard santa hat that's a winner yeah we uh we, well we mostly share on uh, on social media and okay. uh i so, usually do uh facebook ads so but, do you guys uh, approach it differently because because it is a a christmas themed book in the christmas season right um i've heard on 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 uh, a few other uh shows that we talked about right you, you like uh it, it could be a little difficult to kind of market books in this month right because obviously yeah. the big, big one everybody's you know holding back their money for their christmas yeah they're, for they're, the christmas they're... presents right and, and all these different things um so how how difficult have you guys found it to market this book inside the christmas season yeah well it, it's tough it actually like you said the 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 the, the promo uh, uh people have so many they've been uh, solicited a lot during all the year with all these kickstarters um so there's not more not more we can do than just push as best as we can um yeah we just keep grinding i'm i'm uh i'm curious to to know if anybody else sees any kind of difference from from their own per, uh, personal kickstarters to something like this and how how different it is marketing do you guys feel like you have to push harder because it is the christmas season uh, I, i've run no. so i ran I, go ahead 
Uh, no, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, a little bit. I mean, because there's a lot of competition for the dollar, right? So you got to find a creative way to get out there. I mean, even if you have people who normally back all your stuff, they might not have something budgeted. Uh, and, you know, if for sacrificing for, let's say, like uh, presents for someone else, right? Um, so it's just trying to find the hook and the gimmick. And I think this is a great, you know, uh, double whammy. I mean, holidays are big business as everyone knows and also horror is really you know good too so if you have a fun take like this um it's just really just trying to trying to hit some of those tropes uh on on both ends for you know holiday slogans as well as some horror puns in there um but yeah you know you're in competition with a lot of stuff right now so it's yeah. you know just trying to find a way to stand out is really you know key here so uh, i'm gonna oh, go ahead. yeah no I'll step back and, and, and just take a little bit more of a, a objective opinion because I'm not currently running a Kickstarter, but I've run them in December for, before. And I don't think it's any different in December than any other month. And, and everyone says, I, listen, I'm going to say this respectfully. I don't, yeah, the, the holidays is an excuse to not perform. Um, and what I mean by that is it's easy to say, oh, I'm not doing as well because of the holidays. Mm -hmm. But I, I, it's no different than when you have 400 Kickstarters running simultaneously than when you have yeah. 300 running and it's the holidays. Like, it's the same thing. Yeah. So mm -hmm. my opinion is this, is that it's no different now than any other month. The, the challenge is, is how do you approach it? How do you approach yeah. any marketing campaign? And I think that's where the key is. And that's where we get lost. We get lost a lot. And I say we, I'm referring to us because I'm an indie comics, you know, Kickstarter crowdfunding, you know, survivor, um, <laughs> you know, and, and I say that in jest, but also because we've yeah. all been there. Like it sucks sometimes. Like it's a struggle sometimes. Sometimes you blow the doors off and you go like, what the, what did I do differently that got me funded in 65 hours Mm -hmm. And then this Kickstarter, which is the same damn project, got me, you know, or, you know, but a different, you know, like a carryover. And it took me three weeks to get funded. I, what's the difference? Well, I think that's the question we all have to ask. It, it isn't about when we launch. It's about what we do when we launch. And I, and I think that in, the onus comes back to the creators. Um, it's too easy. And I say this, again, as someone who's not running one currently, but... I say this as someone who just has done these in December and recognized that I can be just as successful in December as I am in July. Mm -hmm. the, the, the real difference comes in how you perceive what you're doing, right? And, and it comes down to your tactic. Do you adapt and change? Do you adjust and modify? Do you cater? Like, this is a great one to run right now, frankly. Like, holiday spirits, mm -hmm. frankly, is... Like mm -hmm. it's way better than anything else I could put out there today, um, this time of year, because it does yeah. fall into not only is it in comics, not only is it comics, not only is it an anthology, but it's also holiday themed, right? And so you've got a context that that demands funding. Mm -hmm. The question is, is how do you market that? And, and it, it's a question a lot of us are afraid to ask. And I'm just, I'm, I'm saying that as someone who still struggles with marketing. So I'm, I'm saying this again, as someone objectively who's looking at this going, <laughs> it's not about the timing. It's about what do we do? What do you do? How yeah. do we do? I, yeah. I, I have to agree with, 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 with what you say. And, and so I think I somewhat disagree as well. Um, I think, you sure. know I mean? The, the obvious thing is right here is 
you can't and i don't want to say you can't but we have to obviously notice that it is christmas time and people are spending their money on other things right how do you break through right because it is sales right and obviously we do have all have this uh this place that we can market our comic books because we're all we all have a lot of the same people that we know and on and on and on right so how do we break through all of those all of the christmas season stuff right and be amongst the uh you know the sales ads and all that stuff right because you're you're right it's no different than marketing your stuff than any other day except that you have to break through a larger maybe a thicker barrier to get through to people right where it might be a little bit easier during the year to kind of market your comic books because people aren't thinking about others outside of their home or others inside their home to buy presents all within a one period of time right so, so let's let's take it let's take what you just said and and again this is I'm doing this for education because for myself as well as the rest of the team right mm-hmm. so what time of year is better than now what uh, to I'm, your point uh, no time is better than now if you're selling anything right, right yeah. now is the time to sell there's no yeah. other no other better season to sell anything than than now right and and, and I agree with you but but it, but the question is or my my what I'm trying to say get the point across here is i think you have to break through that a thicker barrier at christmas time right and how do you how do you do that you you do it with a sharper tool right and the sharper your tool the easier it is going to to break through that barrier so what do you do and you you might what that that might mean going on a show with all your guys on there all at once and talking about this stuff or doing or or never relenting always going never stopping keep continue to push out there right because or go ahead or maybe it maybe you cater more to the folks who aren't paying attention to christmas right so you've got jews you've got muslims if you're talking about like a religious context because christmas has a very western and very christian centric focus right so what if you don't focus on the western what if you don't focus on the christian what if you focus more on marketing toward the audience who isn't as, to your point, is yeah. isn't as um, uh, uh, obfuscated or isn't as distracted American. by Christmas. Just, just use American. Ass. That, that, that's why. That's why uh, that book was uh, is named All It Spirits. I mean, I wanted to yeah. have as uh, as as wide a range as I, I could as it could yeah. be. I want to, people to write what the about what they, 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 they like about what they <clears throat> what they connect to and what their culture connect uh, was from their their own culture or, or not and um and usually that speaks to to other as well so right and i think in this one we achieved that much more uh, in a much more better way than the previous ones although yeah we did we did touch on uh, different uh, cultures in, in the previous ones but uh yeah See, and, and that's yeah. one of those ways, right? I think you did a good job with that tool, too. Right. You guys, you guys sharpened your tool, right? You guys, you know, did two of them and you sharpened that tool to break through that barrier a little bit. That's kind of what, what I'm talking about here, right? You grow and you strengthen your, your base, you strengthen your ideas and you get better and you continue to do better. And that's how you market this stuff and do better. And because just like Charlie says, you know what I mean? 
what other time is better than now to sell your work? Right. So um, I, I don't know. Does anybody else have anything to say? I, I do think there's one thing that that maybe I don't know if I think I'm kind of saying I disagree and agree with a little of both of these things in this regard is I think that there are there is no better time to sell something than now. Probably yeah. people are much more dialed into like I, I'm looking for things all the time. I've got a lot in my mind yeah. as far as things to get. And they, and you also do like I think selfishly, at least for me. Uh, you know, I'm like seeing something I like when I've been shopping out. I'm like, yeah, I want that. Maybe later, maybe now. But I, I, I am in that mindset. I think there is a bigger concentration though on getting something that could be given as a gift. That doesn't necessarily mean physical, um, and which would be very hard for somebody in our space to pull off. Yeah. But I think there is a real, um, and I don't know how you'd quite do this on Kickstarter. I've been brainstorming a ton of ways for the next Scarlet Twilight to just offer. Um, a lot more than just the tangible book or even the PDFs. That's just a little bit more of a community and experience and has a little bit of that comic shop on Wednesday feel to it. But uh, you know, there's, there's probably some way to try and create a thing you can give that would be part of a Kickstarter that could be somehow given as a gift, whether that's something yeah. somebody can print out. Right. Um, it's something you could send to them. That's not too expensive to ship that they could open on Christmas morning. You know, I think there is, it, it's a good time to sell, but it's also a different type of selling. Uh, or rather a different type of buying that people are looking to do this time of year. Well, there's, there's a handful yeah. of great, great things, right? Like with, with a lot of these guys that are on this, this panel here now, you guys all have, you know, a handful of, of books that you guys can bundle together. Right. So here's, here's, here's a quick little idea. Maybe, maybe for, for Ben, maybe this, this coming next mm-hmm. year for this season, uh, you know, just a couple months before Christmas, uh, create a campaign that is centered around all of your work and and market it as a as a as a gift idea mm-hmm. right and just just yeah. no not even if it's real work a uh, new work just you know market it as gifts and then bundle them together create new bundles create some boxes or you know in box sets maybe maybe you have a premium hardcover that you never offered and you know upsell that like there's there's handful of different things that you got to do you just got to there, um, there was this thing that we did for uh, Cthulhu and uh, was it for us or Wonderland? I'm not sure. I think, uh, yeah, it was for us. Um, we did like uh, Christmas cards that uh, yeah. people, for people that wanted to offer the book as uh, as a Christmas gift. We knew we were we will not be able to to produce it before Christmas, so people could bu- could buy that that special re- reward uh, tier where yeah. they, they can send a Christmas card to the people and uh, yeah. this book is coming up. So you're going to get it through, through the mail once it's done. So there was this thing that we tried. Um, that's a great, that's exact. that's kind of the form of what I was thinking is there's something you can give to somebody that could potentially get there by the holidays. The classic Star Wars um, cardboard cutouts that you could get in yeah. 77 because the figures weren't done yet. Sort of I'm thing, but it is if, um, if something like that would work for a book like All of the Spirits, because that's more something that you buy for just it, it's such a it, it's a fun book, but it's a weird book in a way because that's something that you you, you buy, you want to read it, you want to, to, to get into it, but uh, mm-hmm. is it something that you give to someone? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, maybe maybe we could do we can try, yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. I mean, um. I know because I just got the plus omnibus in the mail this morning that Boom did a Kickstarter last year. Mm. And but in the meantime they did you know PDFs of Christmas cards you could send out to people. That sort of thing. Can yeah. Help. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so, you that know, that's a great point that Jerome and, and both uh, he and, and Dana brought up is you know being able to deliver something, right, um, this time of year to cater to those who do celebrate who might be a little bit more distracted and looking for gifts and things like that. Um, you know, I had a mom. So I'm, I'm delivering on a Kickstarter from August. You know, now there were several delays for different reasons, and that's fine. And, and everyone's cool with it. But the point is, is I had a mom who both um who actually didn't back the kickstarter but she went on my website and bought literally every project i've ever created and that's cool and all and she said hey is this going to deliver by christmas well some of that was dependent upon an item coming from this current kickstarter and delivering at a certain time and i, I think it comes down to a couple things one if you're not going to have things to deliver by a particular holiday season, giving them something physical. And to Daniel's point, I think it's a great example, that boom example. And Jerome, same thing. Um, you know, being able to deliver something. It's cheap for us to go to Vistaprint or to um, pick your site, right? And to print some kind of placeholder item for a few people who might want something for the holiday seasons. And this comes down to customer service. I, you know, it, you know the the hard and easy part of being indie is customer service. The hard part of it is you can't satisfy everybody, and that's never going to happen. And to think you can is foolishness. So it's a it's a fool's game. If you want to play it, go ahead. But the bonus side of being indie is the flexibility it gives you to satisfy a large percentage of the, the customer service requests, right? And so in advance of anything, like if you're running Kickstarter in December and you know you're not going to deliver your book until February, March, that's fine. But give people an option. Maybe they want to spend an extra two bucks mm -hmm. to buy an add-on that does deliver before Christmas and says they get mm -hmm. X. Whatever yeah, that is. That's smart, right? Or you or you can, you know, always offer like if you guys have some back back issues, some Christmas back issues, right? People want something, yeah. Buy a tier and then you'll send it. Like there's all kinds of different things, right? We can even you can even, you know, send them a link and then and have it on your website, sell different things. Like you can think of all kinds of different ways to to market somebody like that, right? Um, like another another good one that I talk to people when they're when they're saying that, oh man, I'm in that in that dead phase of the of that dead zone of the kickstarter right i i i don't know i know what i do right but but i want to know what you guys do right and some of those different things uh charlie you laughed i know you got you got an, a, an answer <laughs> no well i don't have it is i mean I don't, I don't have the answer but i have you know like a thought you know um no i laugh because we all go through that dead zone and the the dead zone is there because of of the metrics right it's a, it's an analytics thing and it really comes down to something you can't fight and it's the algorithm um you know it, it really this is all a preparation so what, do you, what do you do when you're when your kickstarter is yeah. down in that in that in that valley what do you do yeah it, it's a it's a it's a preparation conversation you're asking you're asking the question of what do you do in advance because if you try to wait until you hit the dead zone to think of something you're it, you're screwed. I'm sorry. You've got to be exactly. prepared in yeah. advance. You've got to know that you're going to hit a dead zone. Now, if you're just doing yeah. your first Kickstarter, you don't know that. But like Mario, yeah. like, dude, he knows. 
and yeah. he knows what to do and he's performed well and he's done a good job of of executing in that dead space and i, I give you props not because i love you but because you have and- here, here's a quick tip of what i do is and it's and it's easy i mean i mean it's not easy because you got to think of what to do with it right but what you do is you don't sit there and wonder why isn't anybody backing my stuff? Why yeah. why don't I got any any yeah. new backers? Yeah, yeah. Right? It just doesn't. You, you don't just refresh the page. No, that's well, not. No, that's well, not no. How it works. <laughs> right. You just refresh the page. But waiting to get to the dead spot is the problem. That just forget that. Do is, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Yeah. But what you do is you you target the backers you already have, and you upsell the backers you have. Give them something right. new. Or if you if you see cover. that you have a new cover, or if you see that you have a lot of digital backers, right? And you have, let's say, I got a five dollar digital backer, thing, and I have thirty digital backers, right? But I only have ten physical backers or something. But you know that I got to get fifty bucks to get over the hump, right? So then you yeah. go, you create a digital, a a digital deluxe. Uh, tier or a deluxe tier with something brand new or a physical deluxe tier right and give them extra right and then give them a reason to not like to to contemplate on man i really should pay pay six bucks more for that you get those 30 people paying six bucks more you're over you're way over the hump right there's uh, a this thing that we do uh we're gonna start probably at uh, 150 backers. Uh, we do the the milestone rewards. So for when you when we reach 150 backers, you get a free comic from another for either from a range cone production or from a creator who, who's part of the book, and uh, and we increase that amount uh, if each. Um, 25 backers increment we add another comic and one of the creators actually uh sent me a, a full graphic novel to, to to give up to give away uh on our milestone so <clears throat> we try to to add content that's something that we do in on top of the the the, the classic um stretch goals and stuff like that mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I'll just gets uh, the fans engaged, but uh, I I hope that it works. I hope that people are uh, are glad to get free comics. But uh, yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, Jerome. But everybody has already said like really comes into one word planning. You you know, if you go into a Kickstarter, I don't care what time of year it is, plan to have a dead zone. What are you going to do to? to Joey's point and to Jerome's point to spark your existing backers to want to back more, you know, maybe they upsell, maybe, maybe it's a digital plus, maybe it's you add to digital plus. And so the people who do digital want to go up that extra two bucks or whatever it is to the plus. Um, what do you do? What do you offer your week two backers? You know, maybe somebody is on the fringe and they following the campaign. I learned this from Russell novelty is have a weekly, backer reward so if you back at week one you get these digital rewards if you back in week two you get these digital rewards and oh by the way if you're week one you get the week yeah. two ones i do and i do see a lot of like the, the day one backers and all that stuff right but i, yeah. I do love giving them love a, it. it's extended a little bit out to bet to mm-hmm. week one right um yeah I, I, go ahead yes 
No, no, no. I mean, you're fine. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I because I, I don't want to hog the whole thing because other people have comments and ideas too. But my my comment really is just about like learning from other people. What are they doing to avoid the dreaded dead zone? Mm-hmm. No one can avoid it. So how do you survive it? Right. That's the question. This yeah. is a it sounds like know, we're talking about the Terminator. Is, Right. Oh how my God. We, we are like, we are. No, I love uh, you, Ben. By the way, thank you for putting my uh, campaign in the, in oh, the comments. Of course. You're super sweet for that. Um, Marcus, I, I want to go to you, Marcus. I know, I, I know you've had a yeah. few, few different Kickstarters and I know you've had a really gorgeous deluxe campaign and, and, uh, and I don't think you, I've seen you do one of those before. So I want to know a little bit about how, how you've marketed your stuff and, and what you did in your dead zones. Uh, yeah, well, I've done three Kickstarters. So the the first two were for single issues uh, for Voracious. Um, you know, we had a little bit of a dead zone in the second one, I think. Usually what we do, what I like to do is have like limited edition rewards and those usually sell out and then people want those. And so you, we do more of those. We kind of think a lot of them have to do with art. So it's about the time that Jason has to draw that stuff. Um, but those are... Uh, a lot of those are kind of in demand and um, we try to do give some free things um, along the way as well as, you know, like what people were talking about. But um, the last campaign, we, we actually didn't have a dead zone, which was great because you know, that anxiety that you have when it first comes, but when by the horns, I mean, we funded in like, 48 hours something like that isn't, isn't that awesome when you have when you have a kickstarter you're like oh when's the dead zone coming you're like oh we're only a week away from ending cool yeah <laughs> yeah so that's great because then you don't have any anxiety and then I'm, i actually give more stuff away <laughs> when that happens because you're you're so happy and you're like i want to give people a reward for, <laughs> yeah, for helping yeah, us that, that reach this that goal is. you know um you've done that too we're like let's celebrate it <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think really, you know, it goes back to the the original discussion about like holiday spirits or any Kickstarter, when should you put it up? And and I agree, like it doesn't really matter the time. I think for holiday spirits, it does a little bit because you kind of have to do it during the holiday season because it's holiday mm-hmm. spirits. You don't have much of a choice there. Um, but it's just really reaching people. I think we have a great community. You know, I know people here and a lot of people sure. like um uh, I'll send out tweets about everybody's uh, projects and stuff like that. And that's great, but it's about reaching other people who may like your work, but don't know that you have a Kickstarter or you've got some other project going. I can't tell you how many people come up to me. Like, I didn't know you were doing this. I didn't know you did a deluxe hardcover of by the horns. And uh, you know, and we you're like, did do well been, on Kickstarter. You're like, I've been going crazy on, on, on my social media. Are you yeah. kidding me? Where have you been? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I post about stuff when it's live too much. And then somebody, invariably comes along and it's like um, hey uh i never knew this was happening can i still get on this like after the campaign like, hey, when are you when are you doing yeah. that kickstarter i agree i i hate i hate posting because i feel like i'm just trying to make money mm-hmm. it's not something i like doing but we you know we do it we try to make it interesting and give good posts and post all the time um something we did that we didn't do on our previous ones was have people sign up in advance. I know a lot of you guys do that too. We, we never did that for the voracious ones. Mm-hmm. We did well on those Kickstarters, but I think maybe we would have done a little bit better if we would have promoted it before it actually launched. So let's uh, let's go into that a little bit since since I feel like this is changing into that direction. So how do you guys go into your, into your pre... Uh, what do you do for your pre-campaign of your campaign? Marcus, on. go. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Marcus. On you have you have the floor. 
Oh yeah. Well, we sent out emails a lot to, you know, people that we know, uh, just letting them know that we were going to have this Kickstarter, you know, really appreciate if you're going to back it on day one. We, we talk a little bit about it. We sent out like free previews to stuff. So like friends, family, um, you know, just, uh, people we know, and then to spread the word, you know, um, not necessarily, it doesn't even have to be online, but that would be great. But even if you just let people know outside or through emails or forwarded on. Um, and then, of course, we had um, the page where you could go and, and, and save it uh, for when it comes on. And um, I always set up a ton of interviews. I, I do a lot of interviews, actually, which is crazy. I put them all up on my website and I'm like, wow, I can't believe how many interviews I've done. <laughs> So I always try to do that. I'll do interviews with anybody. You know, I did an interview with like a high school kid. He was into dinosaurs. So just <laughs> so voracious, uh, you know, so, and now that kid's got like this huge channel that he's doing. So you never know uh, what's going to happen. Um, but yeah. And then we just really try to think of like creative rewards, I guess, for, mm-hmm. for yeah. our books. Um, like for voracious, we gave out aprons, you know, uh, I don't know, just something that's a little bit more unusual that you, that you haven't seen. We did drinking horns. Like nobody's ever done that before her comic. And, um, yeah, so, I actually own a drinking horn. So Holy crap. You're speaking my language, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Cause it has, a. It's it's got a um, Elodie is the lead character and she's got this uh, horned skull symbol on her jacket and so it's it's etched it's burned into the, each horn so it looks well pretty, it's, it's pretty stuck cool. in its thing but there is a drinking horn back there yeah. from yeah. Eagle Times in New Jersey we uh, we have we have Mario he's gonna step out here so we Mario we want to talk to you just a little bit before you head out um, oh, give okay, us a cool. quick uh, give us a quick synopsis of the story really quick that you do and. Um, and a little bit about uh, your your work, and then and then you can head out, man. Yeah, sorry, I gotta run. Um, yeah, so my story on uh, this book with uh, Vasco Giacchani is uh, the um, story about Bafana, which is an Italian folklore that we dove into uh, about a witch that visits children around Italy and uh, looking for uh, the child. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, you know that's just we felt that you know witches and visiting children at night was perfect for the theme of the book, and we dove into it. Um, you know, Vasco was great to work with. He colors another uh, story in this book, right, Jerome? I think he has two two stories in this book. Yeah, he he drew yours and he colored one uh, for uh, Joshua Mycroft. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, thank you for having us, Jerome, on the on the book. It's really cool to you know dig into well, that side. He, of the it, it, it's a, an honor for us to have you, to have you all in this book. I mean, yeah, yeah, we really appreciate that everyone who, yeah. who, who joined. Uh, well, we always try. I always try to contact the people which I admire their work. So, yeah. Yeah, sorry guys. Like, so, you know, just uh, I had to cut early. Um, but yeah, no, this was really good. That Charlie, you're dropping some knowledge on there. Joey, you're bringing it right back. <laughs> I like your ideas Appreciate for you know emailing people and such. Uh, ben, thanks for having me. Dan, as always. You know. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk to you more, man. In a while. All right, guys. Uh, thank care. you, guys. See you as, Mar- as Mario drops yeah. off, yeah. we got we got the man himself, Travis Gig, coming in here. What's hey. going on? 
Oh, I gotta leave now. See y'all. Bye. <laughs> I'm out too. <laughs> That's, I see. Normally, when I the party starts, when I show up, I I am not aware of the leaving, so I'm very confused. When I said, That's creepy, Charlie. I don't know what that like graphic thing is. Um, I, I look. I didn't even do it. That's the best part. Is like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where that graphic thing came from. You are way too old to like have all these cool effects going on. Like, what is happening? <laughs> but no, I was, I was uh, laying in bed and I felt guilty. I'm not feeling great, but uh, I had to come on. Charlie was dropping some wisdom, and I can't just let Charlie be the smartest man in the room. That's just not allowed. Um, so, what's going on, guys? Um, no, the, the reason you came in is because you was you you you, you listened to me uh, talking about marketing and you got just stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> he heard that, yeah, he heard that dead air and he was like, "Well, uh, okay, <laughs> I'm not good at that part. I know." <laughs> hey, like, I, I will tell you, uh, Jerome has ideas every campaign, and a lot of them are really good. And then a lot of them, I just don't. I just don't understand that. I just think in Canada they don't know how money works. Uh, so they're, they're. I was like, that's a great idea. If we had like ten thousand dollars, that'd be great, Jerome. Well, <laughs> we're socialists, so right. Everyone wants to pay for everything. Jerome's like, you know, we get oh. exposure if we can get a float in that New York City parade. I was like, yes, we could, Jerome. Yes, we could. But, you know. Yeah, but those balloons are like ten thousand dollars each. to get in the parade as well. Like you actually have to pay to be in there. You know. Well, the thing is, the Americans kept uh, telling us all our lives about the American dream, and then just trying to to be part of it, and you keep stopping <laughs> me from it. <laughs> Oh, the American dream. That's a whole different conversation. We'll let Daniel have well, that We have one. Daniel here, so it's perfect. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, is the reason why I just, in my book, American Dream, that shows both the pluses and the bets, pros and cons of the whole American dreams, you know, with, you know, a bunch of history and superheroes. I'm not doing Hershey Homeboy over here. I'm going, I mean, the reason why our, you know, our star is a poor Jewish immigrant in American dreams. There you go. Because it would be as fun a story if it was, a, if it was J.P. Morgan. Well, he wouldn't look as good as tights. That's probably a given. That is yeah. definitely true. Speaking of uh, uh, someone who looks good in tights, Travis, we got to go to you to talk to you a little bit about Holiday Spirits, man. Tell us a little bit about uh, about this book, since you're the one that we need to hear from. Uh, actually, you're not. This uh, this concept was uh, created by Jerome. Jerome is the one who set it up. Um, I, Orange Cone, obviously uh, produced it. Jerome is a, a partner in crime in anything Orange Cone. Uh, I gave it some some uh, Travis magic. I gave it a little flair. A little, um, a uh, little uh, buzz, a little thing. So we added, you know, I added the orange cone likes to do when we do anthologies. You know, Charlie actually said in his newsletter because I read all of Charlie's newsletters. He was like, "I love, uh, I don't love anthologies, but I love Travis and the creative team that he gets." <laughs> hey, I did say that, by the way. <laughs> like, honestly, like, honestly, he did. I read the same thing. <laughs> um, but um, the the reason why I think people res resonate with our anthologies we add that flair we add that element so in all of our stories we've had this character um called marley he's a descendant of jacob marley from the christmas carol uh he happens to put don on a suit uh that looks like krampus and murders people and we have been telling his origin story in reverse so in the first volume 
He was on the electric chair. And the second volume, uh, we find out uh, the crimes that he committed to put himself in the electric chair. And in the third volume, uh, we find out the origins of what made this little ma this man evil. Um, so kind of going backwards, but we we weave that into the tale of everything else we're doing, which is really cool. Um, and you know, you just had Mario on here who who left. You know, we have Marquez and uh, I can never say your fucking name. Uh, your name is hard. <laughs> Marcus. 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 Nasso. It it just always feels like I'm like like you know every time you watch those Japanese movies they say the name wrong and then like dishonor to your family dishonor your cow like I just don't want to do that. Like, that was a Disney Mulan reference, by the way. I got that reference. I feel like Captain America now. I I assume I assume that's what America and Yakuza is about, right? Someone says. Mark, yeah, Marcus says name wrong and like shit goes bad. Um, <laughs> it's just it's a horrible thing. Like that, I ha I've only seen a couple of the pages, but that's just what I assume happens based on that. Um, and it, it, but creating this book has been it's been a wonderful journey. You know, it's it's a lot of fun to do. People really love it, and we got great credits. Like. Like I said, Daniel's back doing some stuff with Orange Cone. Uh, we've got uh, – did you announce that David Burns in it and doing Cancelled? No, I haven't. So here's I'm something a, cool. Uh, and I and haven't this, told about the the, 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 the the long tail that we have, uh, the prose tail drawn by uh, Patrick. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we try to grow and bigger, get bigger and bigger. So, <laughs> so you know, you guys are talking to that before I – this you guys, oh, yeah, you guys were talking about marketing earlier. You <laughs> know, one of the things that we've done in marketing, we've got Colin Bunn on here. So we got a Christmas story from Colin Bunn. Who's you that? Know, who's oh. that, right? Who's Colin oh. Bunn? I have no <laughs> idea. I don't read that stuff. Uh, David Byrne has canceled from that was part of Scout that had a I know who that is. We actually That's a cooler have, name. we actually have a canceled story in this book. So we have a canceled yeah. horror story. Um, and we don't even advertise on the page because that's next week. Because what you do in marketing is you keep the hype going. You know, uh, yeah. when Charlie asked earlier what you do to keep the dead zone, that's why we don't highlight that. Next week we'll highlight that. That was me, but big, yeah, big I'll, I'll say that. We'll let you have that one. What's that? <laughs> Nothing. I said that was me, not Charlie. But yeah. Well, I always saw Charlie yelling about uh, the dead zone. What do we do to fix it? And that's what gave me to come on. I was like, let me tell you what. It is. Charlie ran away. He was intimidated. Oh, oh, yeah, he got mad. He said, nope. He got mad. He said, nope. Uh-uh. Causing drama. It's been that kind of weekend in the comics. <laughs> he said he started talking about me and he just left. Yeah. No, no. What are you so, talking about? This, this drama this week in comics, Ben? It's, no, it's been fine. Another week in comics. Travis, really I know you've done, you've done a handful of... You've done like two two campaigns uh, in your life. Um, right. So it's, it's uh, So what do you do in the dead zone, man? Uh, well, what we do is we always plan for the dead zone, you know, so you have to keep the there hype go. going. That's that's why you have rewards. We haven't done it yet because I've been a little sick and a little under the weather, but you do backer rewards. So you do every backer, so many numbers, you continue to talk and hype. So there's always something new and exciting coming on. Yep. Uh, next week, we're going to start the last week till Christmas. So every day as an add-on in this campaign, Jerome is, by the way, shocked about all this because I never communicate properly to Jerome. <laughs> every day. With just Jerome or? Uh, no, everyone. If you send me a message, I will probably not respond to you. Uh, not until the 10th time. Right. Um, 
or or your or your start or your start uh, just sending me uh, like a bunch of messages without replying to the previous to the question uh, question that I asked. Well, that's how he works. So you're getting used to that. If you're not used to it by now, come on, Jerome, that's, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I don't know. The process. Uh, that's a surefire system that I got going. Uh, so what we'll do is one of the positives of having a campaign that's ongoing that you've done a few things. We have a bunch of swag, so we have like special covers and we have things that we're going to add as add-ons that aren't in the add-ons now that we'll just go, we have five of these, you want to buy them, to keep the momentum going because the whole goal is to keep this going. We have a big goal, it's 12K during Christmas. Yeah. Because it's really, really hard. But I believe our team can do it. I believe we have some of the best creators in the business, and, and that's 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 the key, right? It's it's you keep you you don't relent so that you don't have a dead zone, right? Earlier I said, doesn't it doesn't it feel good when there's no dead zone, right? And the reason why there's no dead zone is because you never stopped and you kept going. You always have something new coming out. You're always right. you're always dropping something good. So uh, and you plan for it just like Charlie and just like you're saying. You got to plan for this stuff, right? You, it, that's why it's a campaign. You have to plan for these things that you're doing, right? Um, so uh, so what do you do pre-campaign, though? You know, obviously, we have the... Um, we used to be really good at it. We used to do a countdown and all sorts of really good things, and I highly recommend all those things. Uh, but we do the pre-launch, at least. Uh, you know, we talk about it for months in advance. You know, that's the things that we do. This one's a little little rough, you know, because we had back to back to back to back campaigns. Ask Charlie, who's a backer of all of them. He gets, he's like, "What?" He's like, "I just gave you money yesterday." Like, I don't. I know. I'm I'm broke. Thank you, Travis. So, like, you totally destroyed my December budget, but whatever. It's it's fine. You you don't yeah. you don't have that many kids that need Christmas presents, so it's fine. You know, <laughs> like other people have a lot of kids. You well, this is this is your this, the problem is that you that your Christmas budget is not anything that tra that everything that Travis does. So <laughs> next year, you have plans that you're just putting away Travis money for December. Yeah. Yeah, oh, well, never mind that I'm paying Travis to write scripts too. So forget <laughs> his Kickstarter campaigns. <laughs> you just have a kick Travis Kickstarter campaign, uh, hey. you know, budget. Dark, you yeah, I've okay. only sent you one invoice this month. Come on now, Charlie. That's not that's not much. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> We also did for, for this campaign. We also did the the, the trailer that we shared on uh, social media. That, oh, that's great! I think the this helps a lot because <laughs> that's another big one, right? So, yeah. so uh, uh, a big, huge thing that I've always told everybody is is if find a way to have at least just a, a, a trailer or something up there to kind of give people like a little bit of a behind the scenes because it's great looking on the campaign page and, and and flipping through all that stuff on there right but something visual something fast-paced something with some music give me a little bit more senses you know what i mean to kind of feel it out is is it always does so much better for for your campaign just throwing that out there and when yeah. it is done at a highly produced and done well um it, mm -hmm. it can do wonders like uh like if the, the things that that video uh, it was really, really gorgeous looking, right? And then um, I've Ben is really fantastic, and he he does this stuff for a living. So we've been pumping out. That's one of those big, huge things that everybody's been asking for. We've been pumping out trailers left and right, yeah. and it's and it's like getting crazy to where like, all right, are we gonna have to hire another engineer? So, but but it's one of the big things. 
huge, huge, huge marketing uh, tool. Yeah, and it makes it easy to, for people to get a, a vibe of what they're they're going for with this book. So I think it helps a lot. We had one for the first issue, uh, first volume, and the uh, second volume, I didn't have the time to, to make it, but uh, a friend of mine did it for, the, the, for this one, and I think it, it really helps. Yeah, yeah. Is that what all that noise is, Charlie? <laughs> oh, I don't want to what, I, what I do? <laughs> there we go. Oh, there I was. I was trying to get you solo while you had the cover up. There we go. Nice. Good to see you out in the wild. All right. Oh, wow. oh it's so pretty. This has, wow. dude, Ben, I can't wait to send you a few comps. This is oh, man. turned awesome. out so freaking That's pretty. Really cool. Looking good. Awesome to see. If you guys don't know, Ben Ben uh, is a is a uh, cover artist. He also does he does everything. He's a cartoonist. He does it all. So yeah. um, <laughs> I do. Uh, so to get back to hire him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. I owe uh, Daniel a cover too. I've been uh, working on so. A lot going on. Very cool. Yeah. Um, cool. So so we're uh, coming up. We're we're a little bit past our hour, but. Um, uh, Ben, it was, this is the part of the show where we talk a little bit about what we do and uh, the handful of things that we offer as as uh, as a marketing uh, agency and all that good stuff. So um, if you guys want to hang out and talk with us more, you guys feel free. If you guys need to need to pop off, you guys can definitely do that. Me and Ben. Because I have to crash everybody. for work. <laughs> we, gotcha. we appreciate you, yeah. Dan. We appreciate Thanks for coming all on, you. Thanks for coming on, man. talk to you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I kind of like you too, Charlie. Just just a little <laughs> bit. So, uh, so Ben, can you tell a little bit about uh, what we do here at Geek Collective, man? We do a bunch of things. We do the videos, the the aforementioned trailers, which are a big hit with a lot of people, and that's great. The the one thing I was going to mention while that was going on was um, not as it not only is there all those creative reasons to have a good trailer, but it just gives you some video content to put on YouTube, put on YouTube Shorts, yeah. put on Instagram as a reel, put on TikTok, um, just kind of gives you better content to put in a few different social networks, uh, which I think is always a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, additionally, we, and Joey, this is more what you do, but putting together those campaign pages, mm-hmm. um, consulting on costs, stretch goals, all that stuff, things that creators like myself uh, need a little help with. So, um, yeah. so if you guys didn't know, we, uh, Geek Collective is a full service uh, comic book creative studio. We do everything from concept to shelf, and we can help you guys with everything in between. Uh, we do a lot of really great marketing stuff. Uh, we we have marketing tools and like like Ben has been a huge huge help with pumping out these trailers and helping me with graphics and all that stuff. We build campaigns. Uh, we will help you. We have different different resources and different print uh, print partners that we talk that we have and, and we diff- have uh, lower costs and things of that nature that we have with them. So we're definitely doing things that we're trying to to kind of. I feel like I want like I don't I don't hate hate saying this because but it kind of is like disrupt the system a little bit and and uh, create a, a new market for like what people want and what people need. Right. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're creating this resource where we have everything at our fingertips. So everything that I find, like if all the resources that I get, you guys will have access to um this these this next season here in 2024 we're going to be talking with uh some partners that we're going to be doing possibly be doing some overseas distribution 
uh, so that we can cut costs down for uh, for overseas dis- distribution uh, um, and shipping and all that good stuff. So we're going to be trying to see if we can implement something like that in Australia and uh, Canada. And then we're also going to be uh, we're going to be talking to somebody in the UK as well so that we can do drop shipments and then uh, and then lower the cost for uh, for comic book creators and stuff like that. So we have tons of really cool stuff that we're working on. Uh, but one big huge one in February that we're going to be doing is we're dropping a magazine. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing a magazine with three new comic books uh, from uh, from its first appearances. We have one from Benjamin. He's going to show us a little bit of his artwork here from uh, his campaign. Uh, ben, tell us a little bit about your book. This is the cover here. This is okay. called Archetype. It's going to it's a geek culture. Uh, magazine we're going to be doing all kinds of really cool stuff we're hoping if we can uh sustain this we're hoping to do this uh, uh once per year and then maybe the in the long run if we can continue to do something awesome we have a lot of people that are working with us on this we might do something quarterly um we'll see how that works out but what, what the goal here with this thing is is kind of to it's another marketing tool to kind of help the creatives out there Right. So what we're doing is we want to in February, in the early few months of the the year, we're going to be doing a campaign like this for works that are going to be dropping in the summer. So if you guys have like a summer campaign uh, in 2025, uh, let us know, because we want to feature you in the second issue of Archetypes. And what we'll do is we'll throw uh, five to eight pages of your story, finished works within this thing you guys will, will work out deals and stuff like that so we can pay you guys and all that good stuff if you submit um so we're, we're hoping to do something like that so that we can so that this is one of those things like travis is saying you never let go you never relent right so if we can with the goal with this is we'll market it in february and then we will hopefully in march april ish may we'll do distribution print in, in somewhere within those months so that by the time you guys are dropping your summer release of that book that was within these story within these pages um you guys can use that as a marketing tool as well and you'll have some on hand to also throw in your as freebies or whatever you guys want to do to market that as well so that people can read the story before they purchase it through your campaign that is running that month so that's kind of the idea of what we're gonna do i don't know if it'll work it's just an experiment let's see if it works this year Mm -hmm. um so we have three new stories one coming from the people behind grandma chainsaw we got beneath the lighthouse uh they are doing uh dropping this one it's a kind of a horror story um a guy on a ship he he's stranded in the middle of on an island he doesn't know if there's something sinister going on uh, looks like he's got a bag of uh, money here. This is the first three pages of this story here. We got one dropping from Ben. Ben, what's your story called? <clears throat> My story is about uh, a new character that's in the Scarlet Twilight universe, which I'm ramping up to do. Uh, I can show some artwork from that in a second. But uh, it's about a guy named Ace Falcon. He's kind of a pulp hero like a lot of the other ones I do. But uh, it takes place in the Scarlet Twilight universe and is kind of building up to some of the characters that are going to be featured in the next Scarlet Twilight. So kind of doing a throwback rougher style here that's a little yeah, a little man. more for like a western pulp adventure kind of an indiana jones type thing so it's been a lot of fun to work in this style um it's been a lot faster it's just been like wow this is how comic books are supposed to be drawn so i'm having a lot of fun with this one and we have one more from 
another team called Mother yeah, World. This, this is my pal Raphael Flores Jr. here. He's got this is his debut of this story called Mother Wolf and Cub. It's kind of it's it's a play on the the La Llorona story. Um and as so this is a, a self-contained uh just a few pages of this story here it's self-contained it's a short story and we're gonna be featuring this one for debuting uh this his his work in this uh it was a I think it was a twenty twenty two uh, finalist uh, for I forget exactly which uh, um, uh, contest that he did, but uh, um, but it was it, it, it's a really good story. It tells a little bit about Mother Wolf and Cubs. She's a kind of uh, werewolf, and um, like Yonana tries to come and take her children and, and drown them in the in the river. And she, you know, she she's a mama cub. Mama don't ain't gonna let her cubs die, right? So we're gonna be debuting this one in there too. And then we're also gonna have some. Um, some marketing tips and tools from some friends and stuff like that. We're going to be doing some articles uh, and we're going to have a special featured arc- article from Geek Network. Um, so stay tuned. That, that's going to be coming uh, f- uh, for you guys. We're going to be dropping that one sometime in February. We're going to be doing all that stuff. We're um, getting it all ready and set up for you guys right now. So yeah. it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. I really hope that this this is going to be exact work out the way we we want it to. So. <laughs> Yeah, hope so. And to answer Brian's question, um, is this kind of an indie crowdfund heavy metal? That's exactly what I hope it'll be. Something that with a little bit of wizard uh, yeah. pinched in there. Um, it's definitely it's tipping our hats to all those old school fun magazines, right? We we wanted to create this own one thing, right? Uh, this this has always been in my head to kind of do something like that, right? Because I uh, I I'm uh, I'm a child of the '90s, right? So in the '90s. There was a resurgence of of punk rock, right? So I was a punk rocker, kind of like to, like Travis was, you know what I mean? Uh, and and I would in in my high school days, we wanted we we created like little old school zines, right? We folded the papers, we took it to Kinkos, and and then we passed it out at the at the punk rock shows, right? So I I wanted to bring that kind of back to 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 you know and do something like that, but but do it on my own, do it my own way, and and kind of do and curate something really fun and exciting. And I was like, well, where where we do this marketing stuff and we we have these tools that we just that we just come across and that we just kind of experiment with and we see other people use and do. Why not just kind of, you know, continue to, to help and give to give people because that's what we're here for. We're here to help get books into people's hands. Right. It's not it's not about holding that back or hemorrhaging anybody's money or taking anything from anybody. It's about getting something into someone's hands. And that's, that's what we're, that's hopefully what we're trying to do with this. So maybe it works. Maybe we'll, we'll let you guys know <laughs> at the end when this uh, prints, if it works. <laughs> so um, th- that's all I got for right now. Um, uh, we're, we're hoping, okay. I think we can, we're right now. We're thinking it's going to be once, one per once per year. Um, and then in the mean in, in the future, if we can sustain it, if we have enough people that are going to be contributing, then we might do twice a year and then we'll kind of go from there and see how we can do it like quarterly yeah. and things of that nature. So we'll see. We'll see how we can sustain it with with the amount of um, uh, manpower and hours that we have, because right now it's just me and Ben. <laughs> we're the we're the guys doing this stuff. So um, and we're taking contributions from other people as well. So. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. So, uh, Either only way, up- even even you know, uh, even if it didn't work, the positive of it is you guys are 
running campaigns all the time. This is just another add-on that they can offer, you know, as an mm-hmm. update or as a 50 backers, you know, that that helps helps them not have to hunt that down. Because the worst thing is when you start a campaign you're, and you don't know anybody, you have no connections and you have no free books to give, right? You don't have that. This yeah. helps you. All right. Yep. The guy we have or has one thing that's in their network that they can offer at least once a year. That's insightful. That I think is a, a value add. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Very well, cool. and then the only other thing I wanted to talk about before we signed off was uh, just if anybody's watching this now or later, the new Scarlet Twilight is going to be out next year. Um, you can get your first peek at it in, uh, in archetypes, but we're going to have this ready to go probably spring, uh, early spring. I'll be launching on Zoop, and I'm going to have another issue on Kickstarter that has some other content that will lead into this. So if yeah. you want to check that out, I'm going to throw the link in the comments. So if you're watching this later, you can check it out. And uh, yeah, I'm really and, pumped uh, to get this one out there. Yeah, And if you guys time it right, if you guys back back uh, archetypes, you can get a little bit of the story before you read it, before you back his his campaign. So um, check it out. So this is this is definitely one of those things that we kind of wanted to do, right? To, to kind of mm-hmm. generate that that uh, that that uh, uh, I, I just just mix it up a little bit, right? We'll see how yeah. it works. So um, that's about, about all we got. Um, uh, and you guys got anything else, uh, Travis? I know you got this one coming. What's what's coming next for Orange Cone next year? Uh, so the first two books we have is we have Voodoo Nations. So we've been off owing you guys a Voodoo Nations four. So that is going to be up on the chopping block for January. That'll be our January Kickstarter. And then um, February, we're going to have a uh, new breakdown. So we're going to do a breakdown anthology with some of our good friends, Jonathan Hendrick and, and Chuck Pinu. We got him back to doing some stuff. So we're going to do some cool stuff. Uh, so yeah. that's what that's what we got after that. So it's going to be a busier of the year, plus tons of cons. So it's going to be wild. So fun, fun. And Charlie, awesome. what do you have coming up next year? I know you got a new one. Yeah, uh, there's a lot, so I won't get into too much. But I mean, we're rebranding, doing some um, some differentiation in what we're doing. Joey, you and I are working on some marketing and some campaigning stuff. Um, but really, just kind of rejuvenating what we're doing and refocusing around um, the brand as a whole. So you'll see more Spider Squirrel, but you're going to also see a lot more just Zion in general. So Travis and I are working on a project together. Um, that I'm really excited about. And Jordi Perez is, is on art chores and she just finished up um, Firefly for IDW. Mm. So she's ready Great. to go. Yep. So um, so we get a couple OGNs coming. We get a couple of uh, uh, just new projects coming and, um, you know, working on some format stuff. Like I've got a, uh, um, for anyone who's interested, DM me. I've got... 25 copies of a digest size uh it's five and a half by seven inches um really a manga sized uh traditional u.s western comic book um that it, i'm gonna see if it see how well it does so put it in bookstores and see how it does formatting wise um so we're gonna play with some stuff um you know, trying to defeat some of the, the, the naysayers and the poo-poovers that are saying, oh, comics are dying. They're not dying. I think the universe is absolutely true. Uh, I think what's what's dying is the mainstream. I think what's what's growing is what we're doing, all of us here, the indie space. And so um, looking to, to take a flagship, um, you know, a leadership position uh, in that space and we'll see what happens. So cool. um, it was really nebulous and kind of generic, but uh, just to tell you what I'm thinking about. So there you go. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, and and this is what we're doing, right? We're right here doing this. We're going to be doing the same thing uh, like we do every week. Mm-hmm. Right? But not the next couple of weeks because – Except for <laughs> except for the next two weeks because we Merry are Merry Christmas, Happy yeah. Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa in, in January, late January, February, I guess, you know, happy uh, uh yeah, Ramadan. So yeah. So thank Lots you guys for hanging out with us. Yeah, this is really our last show. Yeah, this is the last show of the year. So and the, uh, we'll really offended in- you guys will not be here for Christmas. Yeah. We will <laughs> nope. <laughs> we will not be here for Christmas because we're gonna be doing our family thing because I don't I don't want to set this up during Christmas time. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> eh, whatever. So, Eddie, <laughs> we'll see you guys next year, I guess, right? Absolutely. See you in 2024. We'll be back talking about some really cool stuff. There's all kinds of really great things happening in January. Uh, there's going to be a new crowdfunding space that is going to be dropping sometime then. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We got all kinds of really fun stuff. We're, mar- we're going to be marketing some of Charlie's stuff. We're going to be marketing some of CJ Hudson stuff. Um, we got, uh, we also have another one we have, uh, um, Grim Reefer we're going to be talking about as well. So, uh, so stay tuned next year with, there's tons of stuff happening. Uh, so, so keep an eye out for everything that we're doing. Uh, everything that all these guys on this panel are doing the fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. I think this, like this panel kind of like sums up everybody in this whole year. Like, oh, there, that is one, one thing we are going to do sidetrack is next year this show here probably in this seat we're probably going to do it differently what we're going to do is we're probably going to sit back and do kind of like a year in review about kickstarters we're going to start from from uh january so we're going to start next year talking about the we're going to sit back and we're going to look at all these really cool kickstarters that are month by month we're going to write them down on a piece of paper and we're going to we're going to go old school with it pencil pencil and paper and we're going to talk we're going to talk about those stuff at the end of the year and kind of do a good look a little countdown and see which ones we really loved and and uh how they kind of fleshed out with and all that good stuff next year it's just going to be about but a fun like story to tell i guess i don't know well, we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Uh, ben, uh, I think it's time to go. Let's, uh, I think it is. <laughs> Guys, everyone, thanks for coming on the show. It was awesome talking with you all and seeing you again. Um, to everybody watching, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we will see you in 2024. Have a great holiday and uh, have fun and be safe. <laughs>